This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, what you need to know about household poisons and your pets and the importance of the human-animal bond. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the doggy divas themselves, Francesca, Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Email us at doggydivashow at aol.com. That's D-O-G-G-Y. D-I-V-A show at AOL.com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hey, everyone. Michelle Fern here. You know how they say you are what you eat? Well, guess what? Same is true for your fur babe. I have a grandpa dog, as I call him. Mr. Z is now 14 and Over the years, you know, he's had his issues, but lately he's had a lot of allergies. And I've recently put him on a solid gold diet, and I have noticed a major difference. And right now, Solid Gold is offering an amazing offer to all of our listeners. Yep, by visiting solidgoldpet.com slash petlife for 30% off your first order. Go ahead and take advantage of this great offer. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. I'm here with Monica Layton, president of Professional Pet Sitting, and with our Pet Tip of the Week. And Monica, Pet Poison Prevention Week is here, coming up, actually. Can you tell us about some things that we need to be on the lookout for our pets to keep them safe? So one thing that... um, you know, you normally don't think of as something that we recommend all the time is peanut butter. You have to give a pill to a dog, you know, you stick it in a little peanut butter, you know, and it goes. If you need to clip nails, you know, we'll stick peanut butter on the side of, you know, a table or something to, you know, give them a little treat so that way they're not so, you know, upset when you're clipping a nail. So peanut butter is used a lot in pets. And um, Pet Poison Helpline and ASPCA actually put out a detailer on peanut butter recently because they've had more issues with it um, containing xylitol. So not all peanut butter is created equal, especially 
in this day and age, we have so many products out there with artificial sweeteners, things that are made to be a little healthier out there. Um, and that's great for us. However, for our canine friends, a lot of those artificial sweeteners and the lower sugar peanut butter products often contain a product called xylitol. Xylitol is very, very toxic to our pets. So some of the dangers in xylitol, they have a rapid drop in um, blood sugar, um, loose stool, seizures, liver failure. And unfortunately, a lot of the cases can result in the death of the pet. Um, so if you do get any kind of ingestion and other things that contain xylitol, like chiclet gum, um, any kind of products that are out there made with like lower sugar or less sugar, things of that nature, whenever it talks about, you know, contains less sugar or contains lower sugar, then usually it's an artificial sweetener as a, as opposed to real sugar. So then you worry about the xylitol products. Um, but if your pet ingests xylitol at any amount, immediately get your pet to a veterinarian, get them in an emergency clinic. Um, it says you can try um, rubbing corn syrup or maple syrup on their gums to raise the blood sugar levels if it is a xylitol poisoning. Um, so when you're in the process to get into the emergency room, that'll help, you know, with the drop in low blood sugar. Um, and bring whatever package that, you know, whatever product, you know, your pet, you know, ingested, whatever the, you know, thing was, bring it with you because that way they can tell exactly how much xylitol is in it. Um, and, you know, it'll, it'll help them, you know, kind of diagnose how severe the situation is if they see how much is in there and also how much the pet ingested. And um, there's some great resources online. Petpoisonhelpline.com is a great site. Um, ASPCA has a wonderful free app that you can download on your phone. So there's lots of things out there that can help you identify pet poisons. But um, definitely, you know, keep an eye out on your peanut butters and the things that have any less sugars or artificial sugars because it can be very dangerous for our pets. Well, thank you very much. And I'm glad you brought up the peanut butter because I think I'm one of them. A lot of the times, the best way to get them to eat their pills is to hide it in peanut butter. But uh, so to know that xylitol is hidden in there, it's very important to read the ingredients on any label, especially if you're giving it to your pets, because what is good for us or maybe could be toxic to your pets. So I thank you very much. And also I wanted to bring up, thank you for bringing up the app because the ASPC app, I know that you and I talked about it before I downloaded it. I keep it. It is like a godsend. So that's a great idea. Thank you so much, Monica, for these great tips. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Hello, everyone. Miss Olive and Sophia, the doggy diva, want to thank you for your amazing response to their special book. Miss Olive finds her forever home. And they want to let you know that Miss Olive Finds Her Forever Home is now available in both hardcover and softcover. And that's at Amazon.com. As Miss Olive says, woohoo, yippee! Thank you, everyone. Coming up, how pets help us heal in times of stress. Stay tuned. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching, his paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing 
great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio dot com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. Animal Magic Films' mission is to capture and share stories that demonstrate the positive impact that therapy animals have on people. With us today is an award-winning author, certified human education specialist, and animal advocate with over 23 years in animal rescue who is with us to share her latest endeavor in the world of animals and is the founder of Animal Magic Films, Diane Rose Solomon. Welcome back to the Doggy Diva Show, Diane. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be back. Oh, this is so exciting what we're going to be talking about. But for the listeners who may not be familiar with your amazing work with animals, can you tell them a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, about 25 years ago, it's now 25 years, time is flying, <laughs> we accidentally adopted our first dog. I didn't know anything about dog adoption back then. And it turned into learning about how many animals were being euthanized in the shelters 25 years ago, which is a much bigger number than it is now. It's much better. There's still animals that need homes, and it's, it's not right. But at the same time, it's much better than it was way back then. Mm. And the more I learned, the more I realized that I wanted to be part of the conversation about how do we share that there's animals that need homes. And I began writing books about animal rescue. I joined the board of a small um, rescue and medical aid organization called Animal Guardian Society. And I just learned a lot and then became a certified humane education specialist in 2009. And that was, it was good. It was good training for me. A lot of the um, people with that designation are teachers or they work in shelters, but it was just good to get my feet wet, you know, get, get a better understanding. And then I started writing books about animal rescue, and then the, the most recent one is called What to Expect When Adopting a Dog, and that was released in 2016, and that's still available. And then there was just there was just more more to tell, and what I'm most excited about at this point in time are these documentary films that I am going to be sharing with everybody. They'll, they'll start coming out uh, this week, actually. Um, in March. And it's really about the ways that animals help people. Sometimes it's in therapeutic settings. Sometimes it's not. Service dogs, therapy dogs, um, a pet. is is it, it all counts. It all counts. <laughs> so there's just so many applications to share. And there's a lot of science that I'll be sharing as time goes on as well. So it's really exciting. Well, you know, you you do so much and you're so highly regarded in the animal world. What was your inspiration for the Animal Magic films? Because you, you do, uh, by the way, your book, 
what to expect when you're adopting. I do give that out to people who ask me or I recommend it to people who are asking me about adoptions because that's what this show is all about. It's about rescue and adoptions. And I think that that's a your book. It's in my house. It's a... <laughs> I refer to it. So I thank you for writing that. But also, what was your inspiration for these films? Because I think that this is going to be, especially in the era that we're in, I think this is perfect timing for what you're doing. Well, I was at a conference in 2014. So I was blogging at the time. I'm still blogging. And there's an organization called Blog Pause for people who blogged about animals. And it was a great conference, but it was the keynote speaker at the end that kind of blew me away. They were from the Human Animal Bond Research Institute. I'd never heard of them before. They, their acronym is HABRI. And they were talking about the science, the, the studies that were being done that showed that animals help people. So, for, for example, you and I and just about everybody, we're all aware that if you pet your dog, pet your cat, your blood pressure goes down. We're all familiar with that. What I wasn't familiar with was some of the other hard science. For example, they did a study, um, there's been a few studies about this, chemotherapy patients. They've got one group of people who just get regular chemotherapy. The other group also has regular visits from therapy dogs as they're going through the process. And it turns out that the people, as you might imagine, who get the regular therapy dog visit, they're doing better. They don't mind going to their chemotherapy. They feel less pain through their chemotherapy and their outcomes are better and they're healing faster. And I was sitting there listening to this and the other science and the other research that they were sharing and my jaw was on the ground. And I'm telling you, my thought at the time, because I'm coming from an animal welfare background, was if more people knew how amazing animals were, how, how, could we maybe be nicer to them? Could we be kinder to them? Could we respect them more? Could we integrate them better into our world as opposed to excluding them from our world? And then as time went on, I thought, wow, how many more people could we help too? Because how many more people could benefit from therapy animal visits, whether it be in a hospital setting or not in a hospital setting, how many more people could potentially have access to service dogs that could really use a service dog? How many more people could enjoy equine therapy? Um, and it's magic that happens. It's really magic that happens. And it just blew me away. And that was, that was the, the impetus for starting all of this. Wow. And and you, it's so true because it is proven and it, there are studies that show that when people are going through treatment, if there is an animal or a therapy animal present or even their own animal present, that it decreases the stress level and it actually, I think it, it would help you to heal. I'm speaking from a person who was in a traumatic car accident. I do My doctor actually prescribed a dog for me and she's with me all the time. It's Olive. It helped me to get through my physical therapy. A lot. I couldn't drive. My husband had to drive me everywhere. I mean, I was, it was very, very bad and I am now fine. I mean, I have yeah. my limitations, but you know what? It gave me inspiration. She inspired me to move on. So I think that that's kind of like, that's why I kind of identified with what it is that you're doing. I think it's, it's something that I actually lived as, as some in someone in need of like the therapy and the, the bonding of a dog. So now the first film is coming out this week. Can you tell us about the first film, what we can expect to see? Sure. In it? Well, we're going to have a feature and a whole docu-series in the future, but I started with mini documentary films for a reason, but partly because there's some stories that are just fabulous, but they don't necessarily lend themselves to a feature film. So the first one that's coming out this week is actually filmed at LAX 
airport in Los Angeles, and it's called the PUP program. It's Pets Unstressing Passengers, and it's for people who are stressed out, or even not stressed out. You just like animals. And you walk into the terminal, and there's dogs there. And, you know, usually dogs with a vest, they say, service dog, don't pet me. These dogs say, pet me. They're there to help calm down the passengers. And, of course, this week, there's fewer people traveling at this very moment. But isn't it comforting to know that the dogs are there, whether you're still traveling or whether you're you're planning on traveling in the future? And this program is not unique to LAX Airport. Um, Heidi Hubner, who started the program there, has actually trained 63 other airports, and then there's other airports doing this around the country. And so this is going to be the first documentary. It's a short little three-minute film. And it'll be short and easy to watch, and it's really fun. Oh, that's so great. Now, what other films can we look forward to that are coming up? Well, there's one that is about canine commandos. Mm -hmm. They're located in Florida, actually, and they bring students to the shelters to help train dogs, to help the dogs become more adaptable. And as you can imagine, the the kids get a whole lot out of the whole experience of being at the shelter, and their compassion grows. Um, another one that we'll be seeing in the future is we filmed at a local college here during finals week. They bring therapy and therapy dogs in to help calm down the students during finals week, de-stress the students. And then there's another wonderful therapist that we filmed who brings her dog. It's part of her therapy practice. And some of the kids that are part of her practice, they don't even know her name. <laughs> they know the dog's name. And it's, just, it's great. There's just like there's so many applications. I've got a few more that are in the works right now, but those are the first four that are filmed. Another half of one that was filmed at a ranch with rescued farm animals, but got to go back there and do some more filming to, to finish that one up. That's so amazing, and I'm so impressed with what you're doing. I mean, it's something that you were passionate about and you kind of found yourself doing, so it's not like you're a professional filmmaker or anything. You're just This is like you're following your passion. And one of the things that I like is, and I'm not sure if you're going to keep continuing to do it, but you have your diary. I'm on your newsletter, so I know what what, yeah. what you're doing. So I follow you and the diary as to, you know, what's going on, what's behind it. I mean, it's very inspirational what you're doing. Oh, thanks. Well, that's the plan. I figured I've never made films before. This is my first foray, as you just mentioned. I'm not a professional filmmaker. I'm just following a passion, but really like Let's tell people about mm-hmm. this. And as you know, film is the way people like to consume information these days. So it made sense. You know, some the person who said to me, oh, you should make a documentary. My books were just coming out. I thought, oh, no. I just had a, <laughs> but here I am, you know, making movies, and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. And I don't think they'll be winning any <laughs> Academy Awards. Don't say future. that. So, Your well, passion well, is what's going to lead you to where you need to be. I mean, you're bringing it into a medium knows, that people the, love. That's not the point. Yes. I, yes, but that's not even the point. It's not about that. It's really about people seeing it and, and enjoying it. And, and connecting with it. it. And connecting with yeah. it. And so that's really the point. So, yes, to, to answer your question about the diary, I'm planning, I've been keeping a diary as I've been filming because, boy, when you learn something new like this, there's a big learning curve. <laughs> so I've been documenting all the fun I've been having, a lot of the mistakes I've been making, I'll share them. I mean, you know, who gets to, to get behind the scenes with a 
brand new filmmaker who starts his kind of career. But I, I got to tell you, I look forward to your little your little diary blog when I see what's going on, which is why I wanted to make sure you came on here because I want to let everybody know about these little films that you're doing. I think it's really important, and I think it's also important for people to know all the work that you do for the human animal bond. You know, I've known you for years. I've followed you for years. It's, I, I think that what you do is amazing. And the fact that you're taking into this new medium is, is pretty, um, it's pretty awesome. And you're not afraid to say that, <laughs> you know, it's not like you're 20 starting, you're starting, you no. know, in, in your, in the prime of your career. I, I am. I'm not a kid. <laughs> but, you know, but, but at the same time, you know, we're talking about inspiration behind this. And it's also because I've had experiences that I was able to really identify mm-hmm. with it. You know, when I was, I was at that conference years ago when Habri, the people from Habri spoke, it didn't click then, but it clicked a little bit after that. But I, I'd been in the hospital for a week with pneumonia in 2009. And there was a dog that came and visited me in the hospital. A woman peeked her head around, you know, into my door. I've been sitting there for like four or five days, just fevering. It was terrible. And she said, would you like a visit from a dog? And I thought, a dog? Like, what's a dog doing in the hospital? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, and I get to have this dog come into my room? Because I hadn't seen my dogs in four or five days. I was in the hospital. They were home. And this dog visited me. And... I'm telling you, I turned the corner the next day. Now, granted, they did change my antibiotics, and they, you know, but I really believe that that this dog just lifted my spirit. I had such a smile on my face. In fact, there's a photo in my my most. I saw it. Yes. Uh huh. I know. It's, I'm kind of horrified. That no, and it's a beautiful dog, sense. and you look so happy. The dog, well, whatever the prescription the dog brought to you, it worked. It was amazing because <laughs> I'm telling you, when before that dog was there, I was not smiling. I was just fevering, and I had this giant smile on my face. I've got tubes coming out of me. It really made a difference. And you know, even growing up, I had a cat, and this cat was my buddy, and I was bullied you know, horribly in middle school, but my cat was there for me. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, my dog, when I first moved to Los Angeles, when we did adopt our dog, JJ, I didn't know anybody in Los Angeles. I moved from New York. And here I was, but I had this dog and I started meeting other people from the neighborhood with the dog. So there's just been so many ways that I didn't even think about it, that these animals have affected me exactly in this way. And so I can relate. I can relate to these stories. And I think that that's what's going to come through on them. I mean, I know it comes through on your books. You're a children's author. You've written books on the human-animal bond and adoption. You are authentic in what you're talking about and what you believe in, and it comes across in your writing. And I can't wait to see the film because I I know it's going to come across in your films. For the listeners who want to learn more about you, who want to, you know, sign up for your newsletter, get on to your diary, and also see the Animal Magic films, where can they go? The best place is animalmagicfilms.com. It's my brand new website, and there's lots of good information there. And people can sign up for my newsletter so they can see the exact same diary that you do. But most importantly, people will be able to know when the next films will be coming out. And that's key because, you know, even with social media these days, you don't always see every post. But this way, if you're getting the newsletter, you'll know, okay, the next mini documentary is coming out. And people can even stay abreast of um, the feature film that will start filming in the next couple of months as well. If all goes as well as planned. Before we go, Diane, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, I'm just so grateful to be here and be able to share this. And 
you know, it's still so important for us to be adopting animals. And, and, and you know, another thing that I've learned so much because we've, in, in the past, the only kind of animal that worked, for example, as a service dog was a purebred something, something, something. And I don't have a problem with that because there's in some areas that's still the best op- option. But there's so many animals in the shelter that are working therapy dogs and service dogs now. It's just remarkable. So they can be amazing pets and they can even be therapy dogs and service dogs. And it's it's not about the breed or the size or anything. It's just about what they do to our hearts. That's so wonderful. And it's, and it's true what you say. Like I said, I have one here. Everyone around the community knows her. She's, she goes with me everywhere and travels with me. And, and it is, it's, it's, so I, I totally relate with what you're talking about. And I'm thinking that there's probably millions of people who are going to relate to your films and what you're talking about and, and that wonderful human animal bond. And, and, for uh, the listeners, the film will be available this week. Diane, where can the listeners go to see the film again? They can go directly to my website. It'll be up there, animalmagicfilms.com. It'll also be on my Facebook page, which is Animal Magic Films. It will be on YouTube, which is being set up right now. It doesn't exist yet. <laughs> it'll be set up right now. By the time by the time that the film's out, it'll be um, available there. And I also have Instagram, which is actually under my name, Diane R. Solomon. So there'll be lots of places to find me. That's great. And we are going to have you, we're going to have it linked on uh, our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show, so that it goes right to animalmagicfilms.com. And Diane, I want to thank you so much for being our guest today and for all of the inspirational work that you're doing for animals and for their human companions. What you're doing is great. And, uh, and we'd love to have you back on further down the road so that we could talk about some more films you're doing and how it's impacted people. I'm sure that you're going to get some terrific feedback from people who are watching these and who are inspired just like they have been by your books they're going to be inspired by your films i and you appropriately named it the animal magic films because i do think it's going to be magic oh that's wonderful i'm really excited about it too thank you so much for inviting me back and i can't wait to come back again i'm looking forward to having you good luck and everybody enjoy the films and go to animalmagicfilms.com We'll be back in just a minute. Coming up, what you need to know about household poisons and your pets. Stay tuned. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. As a pet parent, I fully understand the importance of pet poison hazards and prevention. And with us today to share these uh, this very important topic with us for every pet parent is Kim Gablin, Senior Marketing Director at Bill Jack Foods. Hey, Kim, welcome. 
Hi, Sue. Thanks for having me on. This is a, an important thing to talk about because uh, this is the kind of thing that sneaks up on you when you're not expecting it. Absolutely. And when it does, I mean, it could be extremely toxic to your pets. So this is, and we're coming into uh, Pet Poison Prevention Week. So I think this is something that all pet parents should be aware of. So can you just tell us like a little bit about uh, pet poison hazards, the prevention, and why this is an important topic to pet parents? Yeah, sure. You know, of course, this is really important just because, you know, our, our pets live with us in the house, right? They're, they're in a lot of times every part of the house with us. And so, you know, some, some dogs, some cats might be a little bit more interested in, in things than others. Um, but it's important to kind of think about what you might have around the house. And there might be things that maybe you don't think are poisonous, you know, that maybe aren't even things that crossed your mind. Um, and so it's important to kind of think about these things, maybe do a little research and then do a little bit of work around the house to, to kind of make sure that things are secure and that you have an opportunity to kind of uh, not, you know, to stop it from happening before it does. Absolutely. Now, what are a few of the toxins that dog owners that they should be aware of, you know, in their homes, outside, their cars? Yeah, you know, there's there's quite a few. And so, um, you know, I, if you want to start, like, thinking about locations, right, in the garage, you know, it's almost springtime. Things are warming up. Everybody's going to start being outside a little bit more. Um, certainly certainly up here in the Northeast, we will. And, um, and the garage is obviously a place where there may be things like fertilizers. Um, there could be um, insect poisoning or, you know, um, pesticides that you're using that um, could be available or, you know, somewhere where your dog could get into them. Um, and, you know, also antifreeze, you know, there are some there are some safer dog antifreezes, but it's real important to make sure that you've got a lot of these things put away somewhere so that if your dog has access to the garage, that they're not getting into um, into that stuff that's in the garage. Um, you know, I, we also talk a lot about the laundry room. Um, you know, uh, bleach can be something that dogs might get into accidentally. Um, th- those little laundry packets. Mm-hmm you know, can be also very dangerous if your dog, you know, eats one of those laundry packets. Uh, And then, you know, the one that surprises me is fabric softener sheets. Oh, I didn't even know about that one. Yeah, so I can even use fabric softener sheets. If your dog ingests one, um, it has chemicals on it that would make them very sick. So it's really important to make sure that you keep the, 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 the you know, because I'm always dropping them, you know, off the, off the top of the dryer yeah. after I get everything out or whatever. So make sure that you get those and put them away, you know, and, and put them in the garbage. And again, in a garbage that's secure, right, that they can't get into and take those out of. That's, that's really important. Um, and then certainly, you know, thinking about, um, either your bathroom or, you know, maybe you keep your things in the kitchen, you know, your medicines, right? Whether it's an over the counter medicine like, uh, acetaminophen or ibuprofen. Those are both not good for dogs and they can get very sick um, and it's very dangerous. Um, things like uh, your regular um, medicine that you might take for blood pressure or for diabetes, those can also um, be very dangerous to dogs. And then you know, even just your vitamins or supplements, you know, if you think about how small a dog is, you know, we might be able to take a pill that's not really a problem, but getting, you know, too much of one of your vitamins could certainly um, cause a lot of issues with your dog as well. Um, and then, you know, uh, last but not least is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, certainly um, things like batteries. So, you know, if you think about your dog maybe grabbing your kid's toys or maybe um, chewing on the remote, uh-huh. um, there may be ways that they may accidentally, like, break that open and then either ingest the battery, which is very bad um, if they ingest the battery because it's very, you know, it might get stuck in their stomach and that will be, that's really very dangerous. Or um, the other thing is, is that they might even just puncture the battery while they're like maybe chewing the remote and that may make some of the inside of the battery leak out. 
And then that could actually get them very sick as well. Um, How can we ensure that our pups kind of lead a nice, long, happy life barring you know, now that we're aware of these um, these toxins, which are very important to be aware of, I hope that everyone took notes. Um, but it's important. But what what's some good key uh, nutrition that we need for our dogs to keep them healthy? Yeah, so I think, you know, in terms of preventative measures, like we talked about, I think it's important to dog-proof house. You know, go through and move those breakables or chewables to, to you know, air ground or behind a secure cabinet. Um, if your dog likes to go in the cabinets, maybe get child-proof cabinet, <laughs> cabinet yes. closers to kind of keep them out of there. Luckily, I don't have, you know, mine's curious, but only on things he can get to, <laughs> not, <clears throat> not on things he can get into, you know, in, in a cabinet, so that's good. It's also important to have, um, you know, your your emergency vet number um, handy. You and I talk about oh, this yeah. occasionally. It's it's great to be able to have, like, in a case of emergency vet numbers, I put an ICE vet number in my cell phone because that's a great way to be able to have it for you at home if you need the closest emergency vet to you or even if you're out walking the dog or you're out at a dog park. It's really important to be able to get to a vet right away. So, you know, you probably have your veterinarian in your phone, but if you put the ICE, that in case of emergency vet, in your phone, at least you'll have the emergency vet there and you can also call call them in case your veterinarian is closed. Oh, that's perfect. And it's very important because all these things always happen when your vet's not there. Yeah, that's what, and you know, and it's, and it's, and it's funny you say that, right? Because I know that another thing that's very poisonous is sugar-free gum and candies mm. because it has a, an additive in it typically called xylitol. And if you see xylitol on, on the wrapper, then that's very dangerous to dogs. And just a few sticks of gum could actually kill your dog. And so I know that my dog got into some gum and luckily I knew that and I was able to call the veterinarian, my emer- or emergency veterinarian, because our veterinarian was closed right away. And I was able to get him in. They were able to, help him. And, you know, my story is a good story. So it's really important to be able to know what you need to do next. And they'll always be able to ask you those questions, right, about, you know, are you you seeing signs of them being sick, you know, like being vomiting or having diarrhea, upset stomach. Um, Maybe they're looking weak or they're lethargic, um, maybe looking a little bit, um, you know, like drunk, for lack of a better word, like maybe wa- wa- wandering around or kind of not walking very well. Those signs are really important. And, and knowing what they might have gotten into when you call them is also helpful to be able to then again react very quickly so that you can have a happy ending. Absolutely. And those are great uh, signs what to look out for, too, because it's important because sometimes, you know, you may not know you're in a moment of panic. So that's great information, um, Kim. Thank you. Where can the uh, listeners go to learn more about Bill Jack and all the great things you have going on there? Yeah, you know, come out to our website. That's a great place to start. It's billjack.com, B-I-L-J-A-C.com. And we've got a dog blog out there. You can actually go out there and, and type in, you know, poison or, you know, dog poison prevention, and you'll be able to get some more information about what we've been talking about today. Uh, But we also have a lot of great other information on there as well, just about feeding your dog and nutrition, um, product information, where to be able to buy products. So it's, it's got a whole bunch of information out there that we really try to pull together to be able to help you and your dog live a long, healthy life together. And that's great. And also, it, you know, what we talked about today is very important. You always want to make sure that you're aware of this stuff because, you know, we're going into spring, things happen. And so um, these poison mm-hmm. prevention tips are on the Bill Jack website, which is uh, billjack.com. 
Also, you have your, the, uh, we talked about your newsletter. I love your newsletter. And you have so much available. And um, treats are sitting right here that, that my girls love. <laughs> I know. My, and my, my little boy loves them, too. Oh, so it's, yeah. It's great to be able to have treats you can feel good about and treats that they get excited about. I mean, that just makes me feel like a good mom. Yep. And they're safe and they're happy with it. So that's great. So, well, Kim, thank you very much. Thanks for sharing such great information about uh, the poisons and the toxins and what to be aware of. And um, this is really important information. So again, if you if everyone wants to learn more about it, please uh, go to BillJack.com. They have uh, poison prevention tips right on there. It's very, very important as we go into Pet Poison Prevention Week. So thank you very much, Kim. Thank you very much. And everybody, go out there, get, stay, stay safe, and make sure that you go out there and um, do a quick run around the house to make sure everything's put away for your dog. Absolutely. Thanks so much. We'll be back in just a moment. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say... Please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show, and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.